Hey folks, welcome to the Coastal Noise Podcast. A few announcements before we begin the interview with Ocean Springs Mayor Shay Dobson. First, Coastal Noise is now on iTunes. We just went up this week and asked sincerely that if you enjoy the show, you want me to interview bigger and better guests, the best way you can help me to do that is to go subscribe to Coastal Noise on the iTunes store. While you're there, please leave a quick review. I'm in a period right now with iTunes where the more people subscribe and review Coastal Noise, it gets bigger exposure, which means more conversations with other incredible guests, both on the local level and the national level. So please, if you want to support the show, uh, go subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on YouTube, or if you have an Android device, the podcast will be up on Google Play later this week, and it is already up on Podcast Addict, which is the podcast app that I use most of the time on my phone. I'll be exploring other apps to submit to in the next few weeks. Again, thank you so much to all of you who have been listening to the show from the beginning, and to all the newer fans. I'm able to continue to do this with your support, and I always do well to keep that in mind. Newest podcast guest later this week, Paul Armentano is the Deputy Director of NORML, N-O-R-M-L, which is the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, organizations in the U.S. for the reform of marijuana laws. We're going to be talking about what NORML is and does, why marijuana was made illegal in the first place, what legal states are showing us now, new science and statistics with marijuana, and what citizens in southern-based states can do to help in the prohibition on marijuana. This is going to be a huge episode for me, and I'm pretty excited about it. Again, if you subscribe to iTunes, YouTube, or any other podcast app, that episode and all the other future episodes I do will go straight to your media device for your listening convenience. Today on the show, we have newly elected mayor of Ocean Springs, Shay Dobson. At age 30, he surprised the city of Ocean Springs by beating out the previous mayor, even though he had never held political office. In this episode, we discussed how he ran his campaign, why he has an emphasis on transparency of office using Facebook Live to broadcast meetings and other social media outlets, expansion in Ocean Springs, goals to keep the city's unique art culture thriving, and toward the halfway mark, we talk about our thoughts on medical marijuana legalization as he's kind of come out and spoken about that in interviews and shocked a lot of people there, and also his controversial decision to raise the state flag back in front of the city hall. So, a really enjoyable conversation. Mayor Dobson was extremely approachable in this interview, and I have good reason to suspect that we will be collaborating with one another in the near future. So, let's begin the episode. This is Coastal Noise Podcast, episode number 68. Hope you enjoy it. So how many how many episodes have you had? You're 68. Okay. Mhm. Cool. Yep. What do you, do you So I I know you're trying to get like, you know, big names and stuff, but do you just do you like your buddies or anybody who It started out as proof of concept. So, mm-hmm. you know, having friends on um which I I'd like to think I've got a decently diverse group of friends Mm -hmm. which kind of is what gave me an interest to do this kind of work here yeah um so i would get you know guys that who jived well you Mm -hmm. know long lifelong buddies uh good chemistry funny Mm -hmm. uh insightful and and discuss the things that i like to discuss people that you want to have a conversation with right right (laughs) instead of just the weather and and this and that 
uh, speech can be very fleeting and shorthanded in a lot of respects. And I mm-hmm. like to deep dive a lot of issues mm-hmm. because I think you, know, you can think about the, the deeper aspects of life all you want by yourself. But I think there's something of extra value when you start communicating it with others mm-hmm. who are also concerned with those, those things in life. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a way to vocalize them and almost broadcast them in a different way. And I think the very act of doing that mm-hmm. better reinforces your understanding of whatever that thing is. And then you have another person who receives it and gives you feedback and gives you their thoughts and maybe changes it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that's, um, when, when you can think about kind of uh, the stuff that you may take for granted sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, or, or not really, not really think of that's, that's in your normal, just, you know, range of, of, of vision that you, your everyday life, um, and then kind of chew on a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's interesting because you could always, you can always find a, a very interesting perspective that, you know, might be beneficial to you. Yeah, absolutely. And you've, broadcasted pretty pretty well about wanting to have greater transparency in the office yeah and you're using facebook yeah yeah okay we're rolling okay or uh (laughs) you use facebook live and and platforms like that Mm -hmm. to better show what you're doing and Mm -hmm. give people that and i like that because not we're so attached we're so so connected to our devices and Mm -hmm. everything that a lot of people they spend a lot of their time on their phone or their computer and they're, they don't really have time if they've got a job and that kind of thing where they're already probably engaged on a telephone or their cell phone, a tablet or a computer, you know, don't access news through television, like basic cable and things like that. So, right. but everybody, almost everybody even now around here has a phone, has a Facebook. Mm-hmm. So you can broadcast that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's an active social community mm-hmm. that ideas can circulate around really quickly. Right. You know, so. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, I mean, just, just with our age, you know, too, I mean, most people don't have, or even if they do have traditional cable, they don't really, it, I, like I watch Hulu, Netflix, you know, I, I do all this stuff. So we're living in, in a world where, where our, the new generation is, has gets their media uh, and information from non-traditional ways. So why not harness that? I mean, it's, it's 2017. There's no reason why we can't, you know, start, start using a lot of this. Um, and, and actually, you know, with, with the Facebook live, we're going to continue doing the Facebook live for our meetings, but we're also looking at getting kind of like a C spire or C spire, uh, C span style of, uh, of, of camera in sure. the boardroom, um, you know, put it on the website. So, you know, that that's coming, but, um, for now, um, you know, I'm just doing the, the Facebook live, which is, is, you know, I've got a lot of really good feedback on it. So we're going to keep doing it. Why, um, can you tell us why transparency is so important to you and, uh, what methods you're utilizing to facilitate it besides the Facebook stuff? You're, you're doing the C-SPAN thing. Do you have any other ideas of how you want to stay connected with people? Um, you know, well, with, with transparency, I think that that's kind of, uh, you know, our, our, it seems like politics is so divided right now about, you know, what's conservative, what's liberal. Um, and transparency is just kind of one of those issues. Like, I don't understand how anybody could argue against transparency in government. Unless you're corrupt or greed. Well, yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, and so for me, it's it's just kind of a natural progression of, um, you know, we have this technology um and transparency is should be a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why that's why I, I wanted to go 
go forward with a lot of this. But yeah, I mean, we're we're. Uh, you know the Facebook Live. Oh, I need. I got a Twitter account. I need to start using a little bit more. I know, right? Um, I don't know why Twitter kind of. It, it's just hard. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's just this area. Maybe I, th- I think they, they use be. it a little bit more. And like, um, actually, the reason I, <laughs> the reason I actually got a Twitter was because I was in DC at a conference, mm-hmm. and and they were they were talking about effectively using Twitter, and 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 I was like, oh, I don't even have. A Twitter and everybody's looking at me like I was I was great. You don't have a Twitter, yeah. And I, said, I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll. And so I downloaded the app right there in the conference and, and made an account. But um, I think it's it's bigger and and like bigger cities. Just around here, it's just Facebook is more of the what people use. Um, but yeah. you know, I'm, and Instagram I'm, I feel like is pretty. People yeah. are pretty plugged into that as well. Yeah, yeah, Instagram as well. So Which I mean, I, I want to use all of those platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even and I, I try to have a. a uh, open door policy. Um, you know, if, if you come by and I'm in a meeting, I can't cut the meeting short or anything like that. But mm-hmm. if anybody comes, I, I try my best to meet with everybody, talk with everybody. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, I, I'm, I, I trips to the grocery store is not, not the same, right. you know, every, every time you go in, but I, I like doing that, you know, I like, uh, going in and just, I don't want to feel like uh, people I'm disconnected to people, you know, sure. um, I got a, a, um, a membership to the YMCA mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I, I'm trying to work out a routine to figure out how, how, uh, often I'm going to go. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, I want to just be amongst people. I don't want to think I live like an ivory tower or anything like that. So, um, if you see me out and you got a question, which is free. right. Is this kind of the way you approached going about, trying to win the election was going out and speaking to people directly. Right. Yeah. Which is never going to go away. That's always going to be a huge factor of it. Right. I I believe so. I mean, there's, in my opinion, there's no substitute for knocking doors. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and and kind of, you know, the campaign was kind of, it it was, I use social media a lot and then it was, so it was kind of a combination between like the newer social media style and then just old school tried and uh, tested knocking doors. And to me, knocking doors is, probably the funnest part about campaigning even if on days where you're you know you might not feel you're just tired and all that stuff but once you actually get out force yourself to get out and knock doors it's one of the funnest things because you just get to meet people and you get to meet people on their own terms where they're comfortable um you know not like they're coming to a board meeting and speaking in, in the public or anything like that Poorly. you're meeting them on their on their front door mm-hmm. and so you can have more of a honest conversation um, I found, you know, I mean, not every interaction is going to be great, but, um, you know, you can, you can, you can have more of a open dialogue knocking doors. And so that's, that's what I appreciate. Just, just meeting people and kind of learning. And that's how I feel like knocking doors really helps keep, keep me grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, even, even, you know, those candidates that I support, even if it's not my campaign, I'll, I'll, I'll I'm fine with going knocking doors with them. You know, it just, it's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. So. And have you always enjoyed doing that? I know you have a little background in, in political activity and such. Have yeah. you always enjoyed that personal communication? Yeah, I do. Um, I do. You know, I've, I've knocked, I've knocked doors in, in Iowa all throughout that state. Um, you know, some in Texas, um, Dallas, Fort Worth area predominantly. Um, you know, of course they're all, you know, all up and down Mississippi. Um, and what and it's interesting because what I've noticed is you know people talk about liberals and conservatives and all this, but most people are just 
just normal, average, everyday people. I mean, you know, some may be Christian, some may be Buddhist, Hindu, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter. But once you actually go talk to them and, and and kind of cut through a lot of that identity politics or or rhetoric, um, I think most people are just, you know, just want what's best for their family, um, you know, want to make sure that crime's not too bad, just this basic stuff that kind of spans over, you know, conservative or liberal. And so that's what I think is the most beneficial mm-hmm. by knocking doors is just kind of getting to the root of, of what people their goals. Mm-hmm. So, and, and really, that's that's how I, I, I try to approach. Uh, you know, of course, I have you know kind of a political philosophy. However, you know, I try I, whenever I discuss issues and and um, you know politically charged uh, policies or, or whatever it is, I I try to focus on. And this is easier said than done sometimes, but I try to focus on like the goals. It's you know whether uh, you agree or disagree with Obamacare. Um, you know, we could talk about that, but what are the goals? If the goal is to get more people healthcare who need it, um, then then let's let's start there. You know, more affordable healthcare. Let let's start there, and both agree that we have the same goals. We just might have a different way of getting there, um, or or you know, we believe a different way to get there. And so, I think once you start it at principles or goals, you can kind of see. You can proceed with recognizing the humanity in the other person and not just kind of viewing them as, you know, a, 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 an asshole Christian or, or conservative or the what other. it is or, yeah, the other the or, them. you know, a snowflake liberal or whatever it is. You know, you kind of – you recognize that they may have the same goals as you. You just kind of disagree on, on the process. Yeah. Yeah, because there is that underlying it human element once you – I think we get kind of wrapped up in – we get caught up where wherever those differences are mm-hmm. and then just immediately label them. But if you can take the time to kind of maybe put that on the back burner to get, because you will just shut a person out immediately mm-hmm. if you don't think that they're, that they're in the wrong and that they're attached to this other party or organization or ideal. Right. And that, that thing as a whole, you're just totally against. So mm-hmm. you make this association that I'm against this individual as well. Right. So. And, and like I said, it, it, sometimes it's easier said than done. I mean, I think we all kind of, that's that's human nature is to kind of have a pack mentality sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's I'm not saying that I've, I've been guilty of it. Um, however, if you try to if you try to kind of keep that at, at and kind of top of mind awareness and, and recognize when you're doing it, uh, and don't be afraid to apologize or, or, or catch yourself and say, "Man, you know, I, I I was looking at this in a partisan way when I shouldn't have been." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that that's I think <laughs> I think you have a lot of I think this country would, would could go a long way if people were weren't afraid to say, you know, I was wrong or I messed up. It's okay. Like we're humans, we can we can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you know, just just recognize people's humanity and don't be afraid to to recognize your own bias. Mm-hmm. You know, moving forward. Mm-hmm. What made you initially want to run for mayor? What was your thought process there, and what was going on at the time when you first started to seriously consider running? Well, it um, it it, it kind of all goes back and wraps in honestly to the 2016 election uh, for me. Um, you know, because I was I was I was involved with with that race, with the 2016 race, and you know, eventually I just got tired of it. I just got tired of seeing how divided 
um, and how ridiculous the whole election got. And, and there for, I'd say, probably about three months, I just washed my hands to the whole thing, and I was, I was, I was done with politics. And, you know, that is actually part of why I ended up switching careers and went to the financial industry. And so I was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm done. I want to, you know, just get out of politics and, and you know, do it, go a whole nother direction. Um, and then after, after the election, um, I guess I, I, I kind of say I just started getting the itch again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and I'd been involved with, you know, locally and, and um, I, I was back in Mississippi. I'd been back for, I don't know, a year and a half or so. Um, and so I was wanting to get more, more involved locally um, you know, and I knew that there was, uh, you know, Ocean Springs has had its, uh, issues and, and such just like, you know, everywhere it does. But, um, so really I was, I was, that's what I was, my focus was, okay, let's, and I felt like I could be my own, be more of my own man locally mm-hmm. because I saw how, how ridiculous stuff got at the national level and even sometimes at the state level. So, um, you know, it, it was just a combination of, of, of seeing, uh, seeing what was happening locally, um, you know, and, and really wanting to focus on, okay, even if I want to be involved with politics more, I don't have to go to the national level. Uh, because, you know, a lot of people, that's where they focus on, you know, it's the president and Congress. That's, that's what's sexy and makes all the big headlines about war or, you know, <laughs> these, hu- these huge, you know, gotcha, uh, headlines. And most people just kind of forget about local, but it's, it's your local officials that affect your everyday lives. So, mm. um, that that's really where I, I just it was kind of a, a shift in gears mm-hmm. from uh, focusing on you know I still focus I, I still pay attention to national but I've dialed that back a lot. Yeah, well, it's kind of that's probably the area that I would say needs the most work overall, mm-hmm. and probably that's that's maybe that's this is where to start is on the local level. I think it's got to be you got to mm-hmm. change. It starts with the individuals, the singular person. They get a vote, they get a voice, right? You know, go out there make it happen. So you start with your, your local area, which mm-hmm. we were talking about Jordan Peterson mm-hmm. uh, earlier before, before we started recording. And he's got this idea of, you know, don't 18 year olds don't go out and, and, and put and, and start rallies about the economy. Mm-hmm. Why don't you stay home and clean your room? Like you need <laughs> to be able to, like, if you can't take care of yourself in your own space, like how are you right. going to fix everything else? You know, yeah. So yeah. to start with the individual, build their knowledge base on whatever it is that's going on, and then try to change your local community, mm-hmm. fix what's going on there. The political well, system, which is smaller, get the people that you want in there to start kind of chipping away, and maybe if you change the infrastructure of all those, then collectively the whole organization as a whole will begin absolutely. to shift. Yeah, and I, I I agree I agree with all that. I think sometimes that. Um, you know the way the way kind of the, the federal government and even the state government has gone. Um, you know they're they're involved with a lot of and, and do affect some stuff at the local level or, or just kind of like your average everyday lives that uh, I personally don't think they should be. But um, so it's I can understand where people you know they'll they'll feel like well it's I, I may want it done at the local level or or I may want to get bit involved locally, but it's almost like it's over their head. Mm-hmm. So I think that, it, and it's, it, it's kind of a balance, I guess. I mean, I'm not saying just ignore national politics, but you know, if you could, if you could really make headway and, and, and make some noise at the local level, you could be surprised at, at what you could get done. Um, you know, and, and, you know, if, if you feel 
motivated to go out and protest against uh, the president or the, or the Congress or, uh, you know, a national issue, I mean, please do, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, this is, this is, this is the United States and, and we have that freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I, I think that, that, like I said, a lot of people, it's, it, it's, it's the sexy issues that, that happen at the national level. But if people would, you know, realize that there's some stuff at the, at I wouldn't say some, most stuff at the local level, it's even more important than what happens nationally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, that's a good point. And when, when we say sexy, you know, it's often what the media is blasting, right. You know, to us, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that it's almost Hollywood esque. It's almost like out of a film, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I mean, Donald Trump will change the, the entire tone and conversation of America in a, mm-hmm. in a single day with a tweet, right. like that, which he probably does intentionally to shift, to shift things, to throw the collective thought process off track, Absolutely, whether it be on sessions or transgender people in the military or something ridiculous that happened to him, mm-hmm. which, you know, is every day because, <laughs> you know, the whole friggin' media is... is well, he's know. a reality star. I mean, that, right, that's kind right, of his, his... Right. And it's getting crazy to think that folks can can get on there it's like uh and you can be blocked by the president he's been that's yeah, been the whole thing yeah. where he's he's blocking people and there's people are trying to take him to court saying they, they can't do it and i don't know i mean i, I don't see where you're gonna get that <laughs> seems so whatever but yeah it's 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 unknown territory it's the wild west i mean we're yeah, incorporating really social media and uh people of of power and and just a viewer base can now you know, we're going to, are we going to see like The Rock and Kanye West and like, you never know, you, know. you never know. I mean, who, yeah, because uh, it was a Kid Rock uh, declared he's running for Senate. Is he? Yeah. You did, okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I I'm pretty sure it's in, it's in uh, Michigan. Um, but, you know, and, and here's the thing. I've had a lot of people, well, this is just ridiculous. You know, it's almost like, uh, what's that movie? Uh, oh, man. What was it? Where uh, he he, it was a time capsule. And he goes he goes into the future. The hot tub? Uh, no, no, it was uh, Idiocracy. Have you seen? Have, you know that movie? I've seen. I came one time, like came in halfway through it. Or it's pretty like good. That. But yeah, I, I was kind of impressed. But with the gist called. of it is basically, uh, you know, they fast forward how many? I don't know how many how long into the to the future, and, and mm-hmm. everybody's just so dumbed down. They have like um, this. The president is is. Uh, who is it? Terry Crews, I think is his name. And uh, and anyway, it, it just shows how how dumb people have gotten. And um, you know, there's some people saying, "Well, we're, you know, we're progressing into that." And I think there's maybe some truth to that to an extent. But I think that in reality, that you know, we've we've seen how ridiculous politics have been for decades and decades. And so, for the average person, it's you know whether whether we're talking about Obama or Bush or even you know further back than that, uh, politics has been almost a parody of itself for decades anyway, and so it's not that you know when, when we see like Donald Trump being president or Kid Rock running for Senate or The Rock possibly uh, possibly running for president. I mean he hasn't said anything official yet, but he's put mm-hmm. out some feelers, I guess, mm-hmm. but. What I say is, is it has it's not no more any it's no more ridiculous than it has been. It's just that it it may be just a little more obvious now. Mm-hmm. But you know, we we all kind of even if we don't know the details, we all kind of intuitively know that 
for decades, politics has been decided like kind of in that smoke filled room type of thing where, you know, there's back doors and, you know, people are just a little bit ridiculous. But now that you have President Trump, who's rough around the edges, it's just, you know, they say in the South, we, we kind of sometimes we instead of hiding our crazy, we put it out on the front front lawn. It's it, it doesn't mean we're any more or less crazy. It's just it, here it is. And so. That's that's what I find interesting about the people who uh, who want to just just oh this is so ridiculous you know we have Donald Trump as president and he he does all that um, it's it's just because you know Barack Obama did a lot of the same stuff you know overreaching that Trump did it's just that he had swagger so you know don't don't yeah. don't complain I mean it was it was Barack Obama who would kill innocent children in the Middle East with flying robots. But as long as he gave a good speech, I guess it's okay. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's a, it's that kind of, I'm not interested in hearing how much you dislike Donald Trump because, you know, he tweets or he's, you know, he uses common language mm -hmm. when you just got finished sticking up for a guy who, who flies robots and kills innocent children in the Middle East. But you talk about us, how nice and presidential he is. That's not presidential. Yeah. So. And it's kind of weird that this one guy would be like the spokesperson for that whole machine that's running, like all the military yeah. stuff, all the the infrastructure infrastructure of the entire country being big brother to the rest of the world. Right. Like, yeah, this one guy is just, you know, he's responsible for everything. And like, mm -hmm. he's got to be the one who like changes it or whatever. And it's like, no way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I think the federal government has, has gotten far, far too, too big but really you know it's it, it's kind of interesting and, and i talked about it before trump even got elected during during the uh during the 2016 election is you would have all these people saying well you know trump's going to be responsible for the military he's going to be responsible and have all this authority have all this authority be able to do all this and, and i'm saying well that's a problem with the structure of government you know you can't what, what, what i tell people is when you advocate for government power you can't just think that your guy is going to be in charge of it the whole time or your party is going to be in charge of it the whole time. Whenever you advocate for government power, you have to stop and think, am I okay with the other side having this? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is no, then it's probably not a good idea to give the government that power because it will happen. And so, you know, whether it be George Bush uh, passing the Patriot Act and then conservatives being happy and liberals being okay. And then when Barack Obama got in office, then it was just the opposite. Mm -hmm. You know, liberals are okay with it and conservatives are okay or di didn't like it. So that's where I say, okay, stop. You're, you're proving my point. You know, it's, it's not about the players who are in play at the moment. It's about this entire structure of, of government power and, and realizing, like, is this a good idea to actually give government? You know, mm -hmm. if, if you trust the individual in there now – you know, you may feel comfortable with that person having it, but they're not going to be there forever. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I think people just need to stop and and take a step back and, and start trusting one another again. I, I know it sounds cliche, but you know, stop stop asking government to solve your problems and or, or solve society's problems, and, and look to your neighbors and your community. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think I'm there's a something. I think there's something inherently <laughs> flawed too in the system of just having two sides and they just volley back and forth like that. Mm -hmm. Your side's doing it wrong. Well, now we're in power. Now your side's doing, it. and then they just right. kind of. It's just this kind of closed loop. There's this um, this economist named Peter Schiff who's really good, 
And he, one time he, he made an analogy that, that really kind of stuck with me. Um, he talked about how the government's almost like a bunch of kids in a chemistry lab. And then they're trying their hardest to find like this perfect uh, combination of, of chemicals and, and such that are going to make us all uh, prosperous. But in reality, they're actually going to blow us all up because, you know, government doesn't have this, this, they don't have the market forces that the private sector does. Mm-hmm. And once you, once you keep adding on responsibility and power to them, um, they become more and more disconnected to their constituents. And that's why I think that uh, it's best to have more localized power because it's your local representatives who are easier to contact. I mean, I'm mayor of Ezra Springs. I'm sitting here talking to you. More than likely, you wouldn't be able to get your congressman or senator or even the president. Uh, there's no way you'd be able to get the Donald Trump in here. I mean, I don't this 2017 and who knows what could happen these right. days but yeah mark Marin out of his basement did his podcast with barack obama okay well then yeah, I, you know? I stand corrected but but you know it's just it's it's a lot easier to to go in and and speak with your local local officials than it is to lobby the lobby the white house and the senate and and mm-hmm. and, and congress so um but anyway that i just, I just feel like we need to we need to localize localize more power because the 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 further it gets from from you know the people the residents yeah is i feel like the more disconnected the the leaders become let me ask you what are some of your biggest goals for the next year or two for ocean springs well we're definitely um you know economic development um you know infrastructure we're we're big on making sure that we we grow that the eastern eastern end of town towards going out towards Gaucher. um you know we're looking at possible annexation um out that way um and so really just just expanding that that tax base and i know that sounds kind of uh from someone who's pretty libertarian like myself uh but you know that that we, we can't just keep we can't keep we can't keep pretending that we could keep adding or, or insisting on, on all of these services without a, without a growing tax base, because, you know, we, we are ocean Springs lives on sales taxes. Mm -hmm. And so we have to keep, uh, we have to bring a new industry. And the thing is, is I've heard a lot about, you know, ocean Springs, you know, we have a very unique identity and that's why I love ocean Springs. I'm from ocean Springs. Um, and so I want to do everything I, everything I, I can to, keep that identity in place because you know that's who we are i mean that's what makes ocean springs kind of the in my opinion the gem of the coast um but at the same time the coast the entire coast is growing and so we have to grow with it and we have to figure out a way to grow while keeping our identity but if we stay stagnant um you know our our the cities that that's not good good for anybody. Mm-hmm. So you know it's it's that eastern end of town. If we could bring in some more more shops, more um, you know even you know whether it be like maybe a PetSmart or or something like that um, to bring people in. And I've heard heard some folks say, well, you know, Ocean Springs has has kind of like a mom and pop shop community. You know, we it, we have quaint little. Um, you know shops and and that's good and i love that and that really is kind of the appeal of ocean springs um but that's downtown you know i mean most people whenever they come and visit ocean springs they come down exit 50 go into downtown and then they leave but not everybody not everybody i don't shops at at kind of the 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 quaint 
restaurants, I mean, there's a whole market we're missing. Some people want things that are familiar. You know, when you go out of town, um, you know, yeah, you, you you may want to visit kind of the local stuff. Like, okay, for instance, I went to Europe back in 2007. And I loved, you know, trying, man, we'd be in Italy one day, we'd, then we'd be in um, Germany or and then in France. And then it was really cool. And you got to got to experience all this, this new new food and 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 all of these things but then i remember at one point i was like man i just want a cheeseburger from mcdonald's or something like you know something familiar mm-hmm. and so it, it's it's that kind of market you know if we have to be able to offer and i'm you know i know ocean springs has mcdonald's and all this stuff but what i'm saying is that if we could bring some of that new development in on the east end of town to where really there's not a lot out there as it is anyway so if we kind of make our city more open to everybody you know we have a little bit of everything we have these quaint shops that you know you can go and kind of explore and find these amazing new new things i mean we are our art in ocean springs is 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 you know second to none in my opinion um you know we have a lot of draw that that way uh but if we could open up our market and, and bring just even more people into our our city um, I think it would be good for everybody. Do you have ideas of what kind of industry you would want to bring in? Yeah, you know, it's uh, what I, I what I'm actually interested in is bringing in. Um, I lived outside of Austin, Texas, for a little while. Very cool, and um, love Austin. Yeah, great and place. Um, they're they're really good on bringing kind of the new uh, technology startups, bringing in young entrepreneurs. So that's really where I, I envision kind of leaning uh, and, and moving forward is is getting. Um, these these new tech startups and and really making it to where uh, it's a community that is kind of ahead of the curve, I guess. Uh, so that you know, we're, we're I'm I'm talking to a, a investor about putting in some like office type spaces that'll be kind of attractive to the younger generation, and so that that's kind of where I envision moving forward is is kind of technology based. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think we're the perfect town to do it. Yeah. So. And you had mentioned, you know, ocean Springs being a very culturally, it has a well-developed art culture. Do you have any plans in that respects to further better that community? Yeah. Uh, well, one thing I'm, I'm interested in doing, and I've, I've spoken with a few people about it. We haven't really set the ball in motion too, too much, but, um, for instance, I'd like to put up some murals and such in City Hall. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're an arts community. That's what we're known for. And then City Hall, you go in, and it's kind of it's kind of boring. Or I mean, we we have some paintings and stuff up there. But I'd like to get like just some big murals all over over City Hall. I'm interested in putting one in my office. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, stuff like that. You know, I'm, I'm going to go to and and I'm going to go to uh, the Walter Anderson Museum. Is have it? It always has events and stuff. I'm going to go and support them. Um, you know, really, really, whatever they need from me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our our city's pretty strapped for cash, so I don't want to make a promise and say that we could just start donating all of this money. But um, you know, out, outside of that, as far as you know, where they need me to come and help promote, um, you know, link up artists with you know another another museum or link artists up together, I'll I'll certainly help and and be a facilitator in that. And and not only that, but. Uh, you know, expand kind of our, when you think of Ocean Springs art, you do think downtown and that kind of goes back to what I was saying as far as expanding East, you know, we could bring in this new industry, but make it our own, you know, put some, put some new art, art out on the East side of town. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, there's there's no reason make another hotspot like yeah. Government Street. Yeah, like I said, you know, we we can bring in kind of kind of new of these uh, these these chain or franchises on the East End, but that doesn't mean we have to let it be uh, just cookie cutter and and basic. I mean, we could put our own spin on it as, as Ocean Springs. So, yeah, there, there's there's a lot of good ideas, and um, and I'm going to lean on the art community to help me kind of flourish those ideas Mm -hmm. you had talked about financing a second ago and in interviews you've mentioned you know your work you've had you've done work in the adjustment and zoning department yeah zoning and adjustments for ocean springs okay um that yeah so and and that was um man i was i was in that was probably like 2014 i think Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. and how did that job help you do what you do now well really i got to it was it was almost like a kind of a sneak peek into how the city was ran, and uh, I don't want to say that. A lot of times when when things would come to the zoning and adjustments, I wouldn't say necessarily that everything was already decided, but the the facts would be very clear. I mean, we would look at the ordinance, we would look at ordinances and say, okay, well the law is this, this individual has. XYZ, it's very it's very clear. Whereas once you start getting up to the planning commission or the board of aldermen, it's sometimes it's not as clear. So that's you know we were way down the totem pole to where it got to us. It was pretty much like, all right, here it is. It's only getting to y'all because you know it, there's kind of a glitch in the system, I guess you could say. Like, uh, and and we're 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 we are really um, revamping our entire zoning throughout the entire city because it's so outdated and um so just you know people will kind of hold tight we're getting there (laughs) there's a lot lot we have to do in ocean springs but that yeah like i said it just it just kind of i saw how uh, up ocean springs needs some updating Mm -hmm. and uh kind of uh making it to where we streamline a lot of these processes and i think that's what it, it showed me the most what notes do you take when you look at neighboring cities and you're trying to see what it is that they're doing well that you would consider trying to implement in your city? Hmm. Well, you know, Billy Hughes over in Gulfport is has has done a lot of great stuff. His whole one one coast concept. Uh, I'm a huge believer in the one coast concept. Okay. And so, yeah, and so it's um basically it's it's this whole thing like you know we're all, all of these city, ocean springs biloxi gulfport pascagoula long beach um past uh, um moss point gaucher uh you know we're all on the coast and and but when people come when people come to the coast they don't they don't come necessarily just for biloxi or just for ocean springs just, they come for the whole package mm-hmm. and so by recognizing that we could market our own strengths and and help really you know like i had a buddy who is in who lives in hattiesburg and he was down here and he was staying at at the um in in diaberville at the scarlet pearl and i knew that but when i called him just instinctively i said hey are you you in town and i didn't mean that like are you in town are you in ocean springs i meant that like are you on the coast Mm -hmm. so uh i think kind of when when you kind of view it that way um that's really what what i want to kind of and even even go into Jackson County. I'm, I'm meeting with all of the mayors in Jackson County. Me, Dane Maxwell, uh, Phil Torgerson, and Mario King. Um, we're all meeting once a month. Um, uh, Jackson County mayors. I, I call them. I call it our, our Jackson uh, Jackson County delegation. But 
we're getting together to share best practices, kind of see how, what we could work on, um, you know, because not only am I, I big on one coast, but I think Jackson County needs to take a bigger role um, on, on the coast. And I want to help. I want to help with the, the other mayors to do that. Um, and so, you know, just just really. And, and another thing with cruising the coast, um, I've noticed that's kind of started to be like a really good, friendly competition throughout all the cities and uh, on the coast. And it's it's really fun because. Now, personally, I believe that Ocean Springs has the best venue for for uh, cruising the coast. But, um, you know, of course, Biloxi and Gulfport is, is uh, you know, a staple as well. Pascagoula is trying to, um, you know, get more folks in there. So it's it's really cool to have this kind of friendly competition because I think, you know, when Gulfport does does well, we all do well. When Pascagoula does well, we all do well. When Ocean Springs do, does well, we all do well. So, um you know, really, as far as the other cities and the other mayors, um, if they if they need my, my help to promote their their city, their community, um, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way we need to be is because we are one coast. Mm-hmm. So what do you anticipate being some of the, the bigger challenges of your office? Oh, man. Um, you know, the. I'm the new mayor. There's uh, four out of seven of our board is new. So there's a lot of new faces. Um, and so really it's just kind of, you know, me being 31, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm the youngest mayor in Ocean Springs history. I'll have to double check that. But so there's, it's, we're going to do a lot of updating and, and there's some old habits that are dying. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of kind of growing pains is what I've been calling them. Uh, a lot of the, aldermen coming in have have you know they're businessmen and they're used to when they see a problem they fix it mm-hmm. you know they're not used to having to jump through a bunch of hoops or or uh go through the the process um but you know it is government and we have we have to do that so uh it's it's a learning experience as, as far as you know making sure everybody knows the proper way to do things um but really i i always like to uh, I've always kind of seen myself as, as very diplomatic. Um, I was actually at one time I was, uh, interested in pursuing a career with the state department. Um, and so really this is kind of testing my diplomacy skills between saying, look, you know, and and getting everybody and sending everybody at the table and saying, look, we don't all have to agree on, on everything, but let's find what we do agree on and, and work towards that. You know, Mm -hmm. there's no reason why we have to, um, you know, just throw, an entire project in the trash when we maybe agree on 75% of it, let's get that 75% done and then work out the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that, I think that's, it, it's, it's, it's getting the, it's getting city hall and not just city hall, but, but everybody on the same page and, and working again and, and um, coming together for, for the good of the city. Not, not that it necessarily wasn't, you know, I mean, we have a, I'm not trying to say that we we have amazing people that work for the city. We have amazing people at City Hall, all of our departments. Um, but it it was almost been like there's everybody's been on their own little island, mm-hmm. and so I want to do everything I can to help kind of facilitate more communication and more of us working together. So um, you know we could not have to you know whether it's uh, planning. That they may do something, and then somebody else comes behind them and is basically working on the same project. If they were more informed about what what each other was doing, uh, you could save a lot of time and money mm. that way. So, one of the things that I've been most looking forward to discussing with you is your 
open-mindedness to considering to re-legalize marijuana if, at the very least for medical purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've come out and said in interviews that you think there could be potential for therapeutic use at a time when opioids and other drugs that cause overdoses are claiming the lives of like, say like 60,000 people mm-hmm. annually, probably based on numbers from the CDC and things like that. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about your position on that matter in relation to what is going on in the midst of uh, this deadly increase in prescription medication misuse? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, I, I, I firmly believe that um, medical marijuana would help out a lot of people. Um, you know, there, there's some folks who will say, well, you know, it could be misused. Well, cheeseburgers can be misused too. You know, I mean, uh, do we want to nerf the world? And that's 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 a Joe Rogan right. uh, quote that I got yeah. from him. But, uh, but I mean, really, you know, yes, you could, I, you can, you can misuse. I could sit in front of the PlayStation and waste a whole weekend or a whole workday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at some point, you have to say you have to give people personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as as far as medical, I mean, I think the science is pretty, very clear about it that it'll help folks with seizures, with PTSD, cancer patients, um, anxiety, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's a whole host of, of, of uses for medical marijuana. So, and we're just um, beginning to see that again, because it's just now been through this kind of laxation of all the other, uh, places in the country right. that people are being able to start kind of look and do research because before you couldn't even they they the government would put it on lock the federal government would put it on lock and now well you know it's it's i'm pretty sure it's still a schedule 1 it is yeah yeah, yeah. which is ridiculous right um th- there's absolutely no justification and I, I i was i saw on facebook the other day it was Trey Gowdy which mm-hmm. very surprised me cuz he's kind of that law and order type republican who mm-hmm. is traditionally against and he he is against uh, legalizing uh, marijuana but he was grilling i forgot who exactly he was talking to but he was talking about how you know, whenever they scheduled marijuana, uh, schedule one, there was, they, they didn't really have any facts. They just kind of did it because it was that, that reefer madness, uh, propaganda. Mm-hmm. And, and really that's what I feel like most of the marijuana laws are really drug laws in general, but especially, um, marijuana laws is because just a lot of just hysteria that it has very, very little in fact, mm-hmm. um, and so, but even even beyond, you know, whether you know, I don't care if you think it's the the most beneficial magic plant that'll help you know open your eyes and and help you through life, or you think it's you know will drag you down and whatever wherever you're at on that spectrum, um, I think that we have to give people freedom of choice. And you know, the irony is is that you know I'm a Republican and I believe that. The government needs to stay out of the way of of doctors and and, and patients, um, and really, it's that mentality that that kind of is is why I believe in medical marijuana. You know, mm-hmm. you can't say that you want the government out of my health care, yet you want to keep people from getting treatment. It doesn't to me. It, it's not right. consistent. Uh, but you know, as far as the war on drugs, I mean, 
I think the war on drugs has been a complete failure. I don't know how, how anybody could really objectively look at it and say that the war on drugs is working. Because we have decades of statistics now, and it shows mm-hmm. it, that it's not working. Drug use is pretty much the same. We have a bunch of incarcerations. We spent a lot of money, though. money, costing <laughs> serious money. And we're in, you know, we got to fund police forces for it. Mm-hmm. Private prisons are profiting off of people going to jail because they need more room. So people have to build prisons to put all the people that, you know, and, it, right. and a lot of those people in those prisons are just for marijuana relief. Yeah, which is insane. Um, there's a really good group called Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, mm-hmm. LEAP. Okay. Um, and one thing that they uh, they said, I, I was listening to one of their speakers, and he said, you know, I forgot who he was talking to, but he, he goes, he was like, why do you think we got rid of alcohol prohibition? And they're like, well, what do you mean? He said, we didn't get rid of it because we wanted to get our kids drunk before school and encourage drunk driving. We got rid of it because it doesn't work. And so I think that that's really where, like I said, regardless of what end of the spectrum, whether you think marijuana is good or bad, you need to stop and say, okay, is this working? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that, you know, if you really look at it objectively, you can't say that it's working because it's not. You know, when we made alcohol illegal, it didn't go away. It just strengthened the mafia. Mm-hmm. You know that's what I t- when when you pro when you when you make something against the law it doesn't go away it just puts it in the black market mm-hmm. so what you know if and, and and really if you think that drugs are this bad thing that is terrible and is gonna screw up people's lives that's even more reason for it to be legal because it'll be above board you know drug dealers don't care they're not gonna check IDs and 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 worry about who's who's buying. The substance that they're selling, You're not racking in any cash for your city, your schools, exactly. your parks, anything like that. Colorado just hit five hundred million mm-hmm. from twenty thirteen or fourteen, whatever the year was. They went legal, and they use that like the first forty million right off the bat. It was written into the thing, like mm-hmm. those that forty mil goes to schools. That's the first thing that gets done, right? And now they're at five hundred million. Yeah, you know? yeah, and so you know, it's it's. I think that it's it's to me, it's very very clear that. The drug war has been a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even if, even if you know, as far as legalizing it for recreational, um, I think at the, even if folks don't want to do that, I think we just, we could say, okay, we can at least look at going towards a more like treatment base instead of just throwing people in prison for, for for this type of thing. I mean, especially marijuana. They're not hurt if somebody's sitting on their on their couch watching Netflix smoking marijuana they're not hurting anybody ask any ask any police officer what whenever they go out to a uh, domestic dispute mm-hmm. are they drunk or are they high mm-hmm. every time they're high you said high no not or- nine times out of ten they're drunk drunk okay. yeah um you know i mean i think that's alcohol is gonna is gonna right. make it's, you do it fuels it and it makes you drive recklessly mm-hmm. you know you'll get more ballsy if you drink and then you go driving and you know you whereas i mean if you smoke weed i mean I, I still think that's an issue for sure that we would need to address as far as driving yeah i mean but i would also think that you would probably be driving slower you know at the very least you know yeah I'd, i mean i i i wouldn't advocate you know, getting high and, and going and driving, but, yeah, it's, but, you know, it's, it's still, um, that it's personal responsibility. I mean, you, right. you, you could, you could be jazzed could be up tired. on Red Bull yeah, or, or tired. tired, you know, I mean, sure. there, there's, so 
you know, again, when it comes to all, just when you go back to all these substances and stuff, you know, yes, you could do just like tools, you know, social media or, you know, just, or just firearms or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like you can use a lot of things for good and you mm-hmm. can use a lot of things for bad, you know, and if, if, if someone can find some benefit to maybe heal some depression or anxiety or help with, uh, you know, PTSD or something, um, that's good. Now, mm-hmm. you know, will people be able to, will people use drugs and, and ruin their life? Yeah. People use alcohol and ruin, ruin their life. I mean, people eat too much fast food and get to where they can't even fit outside their front door. So play video games <laughs> after work for hours on end. Right. It's like, so I think at some point, you know, and, and, and this is where I, I would tell, you know, more of my right leaning friends who, who would talk about how you could, you know, marijuana could be bad or, you know, just drugs in general could be bad. I say, well, yeah, but, you know, do you also agree with uh, Bloomberg when he started wanting to regulate how big your Cokes could be in New York? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, you know, and, and I, I've cut out Cokes. I, all, you know, typically all I drink is sweet tea and water. I mean, I, I you know, I'll, and I'm not a big drinker as far as alcohol. I mean, I, right. I'll, I'll drink beer and watch football, but, mm-hmm. um, but I, I cut out Cokes. I, I typically, well, I'll, I'll have a uh, whiskey and Coke uh, here and there, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I don't drink Cokes, and that's because it's not healthy. Right. Um, but you have people who drink Cokes all day, every day, mm-hmm. which is horrible for you, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I don't want a law to prohibit them from doing. It. I mean, that's their own personal choice. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to. I think we need to go back towards that mentality on a lot of this stuff. Yeah, and I think things are greatly shifting. Uh, in such a way, thanks to the internet. And um, I don't know if you saw the post that WLX put out this past week that um, I shared it on my thing, but they just asked simply, do you think we should re-legalize marijuana? And it was yes, no, or just medicinal. Uh-huh. And um, I think I did see that. I didn't like, yeah, look at the I shared it results. On, I shared it on my Facebook and, and Twitter and such. Like a day later, I went back and... It was like 3,000 yes to 150 no. Mm-hmm. And I went in and I started reading through these comments. And of course, the, the naysayers had some older uh, ideas and mentalities that seemed to have stemmed from, you know, it's, it's, it's reasonable stuff. They're kids. Right. And, um, you know, some people are still a little confused on the crime ratios and things like that. But it was interesting to see how the community... Um, reacted to those individuals, and WLOX was going on to the naysayers and commenting on their stuff, suggesting like how their arguments were misconstructed mm-hmm. and actually presenting informative information as a news organization in that mm. format. Hmm. You know, so it was, it was sound like it was productive, a productive post, huh? I mean, super. I mean, if you if you were to rate like get it down to a ratio, that's like. 30 out of every 30 people, there's like one person who's like, nah, right. in this area, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, I, th- I think people underestimate the support for, um, at the very least medical mm-hmm. in, in this state. And I'll, I'll, I'll and, give- and the medical, I'll say it was like only 350 that people were just like, just medical Two, mm-hmm. 2,600 of them at the time, about 24 hours after the post that I looked at were just, total legalization people and it's like wow and you start looking up at, at the numbers and I'm, I'm doing a lot of research now because i've got paul arimanato uh, deputy director of normal 
coming on this week and uh, just where some of the numbers are now, like CNN did a poll of like, I want to say 61% of, of all Americans are totally like all out for legalization outright mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, different different things like that. So we're seeing a huge time and I feel like, and granted, we are the coast, we're yeah. different, you know, out of all of this particular state, we would be considered more liberal than anything, you know, in a conservative sense. For the most part. I mean, there's areas like in the Delta or, or Oxford or yeah, Jackson. Yeah. There's yeah. pockets, but yeah. Yeah, we, we got Hattiesburg and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Still, I think if, if areas like, and then we've had Louisiana, Arkansas, Florida, yeah. they're all making medical moves. Um, and these aren't overly, I mean, these are conservative states. Correct. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it it I think it'll happen. Yeah, because if we do it, if the if the Bible Belt Southern, you know, conservative groups are doing it, I think that's going to yeah, change it all. I, I think it'll happen. I mean, at at some point you know, even even and and like a lot of people will look at this issue as is it's it's a liberal issue, but really I don't, you know, it's you talk to a lot of conservatives and they're a lot of them are coming along the way kind of I, I kind of with this more libertarian mm-hmm. um, view of it of, you know, I don't like it and I wouldn't do it, but, you know, more power to somebody else as long as they don't, they don't, uh, you know, come on my property and, and are, you know, uh, drive or, or, you know, hurt me with it. I mean, I think that, I think that that's becoming more and more of, of the case throughout mm-hmm all of all of just conservatives in general so mm-hmm. it'll happen I, they're I seeing the happen. financial aspects are clicking with them well and they're seeing and i, I yeah and nobody like who is going to disagree with like alleviating suffering for people in pain from terrible diseases and on on prescription drugs that clinically and, and scientifically are shown to be more addictive create more side effects that cause more prescriptions to be added on versus this plant, which we're now seeing a huge wealth of, of, of scientific research being done and observations mm-hmm. and even other places like um, Israel, I think is huge into, and of course you got parts of Europe and the Netherlands and, and things like that, that are all doing research. Canada is considering full legalization. Um, you've got the place down in South America that just legalized all drugs mm-hmm. and just kind of, we're beginning to piece together how it all could work. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I don't know where, where my train was leaving out of that one, but <laughs> you know, we're seeing change out of that, you yeah. know? And, and I, I think, I think it's also, you, you have to, you have to know how to, I guess, for lack of a better word, market it mm-hmm. because, like I said, regardless of if you think it's it's the greatest thing in the world, even if you think it's bad, mm-hmm. um, there there's there's legalizing is 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 the best thing, even if you think think it's bad, because um, you know again it brings it above board. But it's but but back to the marketing, you have to have individuals who can talk about talk about it in more of a conservative or libertarian mm-hmm. style. Um, I mean, if you have if you have folks going out there saying in Mississippi saying, "Well, we need to legalize medical because it's just the greatest thing in the world," or mm-hmm. or just mer- just for even for recreational, it's the greatest thing. You know, marijuana is great, and and they kind of they'll. Uh, I'm trying to be diplomatic here. Uh, you have to have people who others can take serious. Mm-hmm. You know. You have to have people who are businessmen or, or, you know, respected political leaders to stand up and say, um, 
look, I, I, I agree with it, or even though I may not personally agree with it, you know, this is we shouldn't throw people in jail for it, or whatever the case may be, you have to have competent um people serious willing, leaders, not just kind of these out. right, not these kind of fringe folks. And I mean, you know, I'm not saying everybody's heart's in the right place, I think, but um, you know, the kind of quote unquote like typical stoner. stoner you know, if that's yeah. all that the public sees is that the only people pushing for this is somebody who looks like Cheech and Chong. Yeah. Then go it's Google never famous gonna... people who smoke weed. Yeah. You know, people are going to be blown away. And I think that's part of what's causing the shift, you know. Right. You right. Your Steve Jobs and your, your, uh, Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps, <laughs> Richard Branson. Yeah. You know, Obama. Yeah. You know, all these different people. It's yeah. like, yeah, but you know, and that's why um, you know recreational. I mean, we could we you know we could. I think we need to have that discussion as a state. You know that, but um, medical is just. I think that we we need to we need to give people treatment. You know, like I said, regardless of if you don't want people using it recreational, I think that I, I don't I don't understand where the controversy is to just say okay. We could talk about recreational or, or, or all that, but let's at least give people treatment. Let's at least give medicine to sick people. That, to me, get government out of it. That, to me, is a very, very reasonable position. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, but it'll happen. I, I think it'll happen eventually. Okay. So. And and I want to ask you personally, what what can we do? Uh, what can you do? What can we do? Or the people, you know, to make? Do you think we could do to kind of start that conversation or to push? politically for something to happen in that direction would you have any advice on that um really yeah but back to like i said you you have to you have to put competent um professional people at at the head of it um you you know a lot a lot of conservatives even if they are kind of open to it Mm -hmm. if they see that it's it it if they kind of are or if they feel like just from kind of how it's being presented that um it's just kind of um like a way to get your foot in the door to kind of uh, make Mississippi this, you know, pothead nation where there's going to be weed stores on on every corner. Um, I don't think people want that, but that, I don't think that that would be the case, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's why you need professionals who are respected. Um, it, even and you, I think you even need need some some folks who are against marijuana personally who don't who don't want to, you know who think that it's bad, but saying, look, I, I, it's, it's not good, but the way we've been approaching it is totally wrong. And mm-hmm. so I think once you have, once you start doing that and stop making it look so fringe and, and, you know, frankly, sometimes kind of silly, mm-hmm. um, that I think you're going to get a lot of headway on, on that when it comes to more of the conservatives. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause a lot, and, and a lot of people, a lot of the conservatives are, are right there on the, on the, on, on the line, it's just yeah. it's just letting them know, like, okay, it's 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 okay. It's not like it's just going to be, you know, you're going to walk outside and it's going to be a huge cloud of marijuana smoke. You know, it, it's it's not going to be like like what you're thinking. Yeah, because already the numbers are almost the same, right? If you look at a lot of other states, the use is kind of the same. It's just like those people. You get the tourists that come through for for like that very reason. You know, mm-hmm. Colorado got huge. I think that's starting to, traffic. I think that's starting to die out though, because Colorado be. was the first, and right. so it was like hot and right and exciting. Now you've got all these other places. Which, if if you can, if if states and equal areas can benefit from from the financial aspect of, of that stuff, I mean, I would really consider Mississippi as a whole to really consider that in terms of. Are you, you know, do we want to be last to that again, just because mm-hmm. we're nervous to, and we're not sure, you know, that we need to take a look at that because I mean, 
I would imagine that a subtropical climate could produce all year round if that became like a viable industry for us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've, we've got the history of the federal government grow op that is at Ole Miss that's been mm-hmm. around since like the seventies or sixties, whatever. Um, so we have some interesting, interesting history here with it in that regards. And I just think that a lot could probably be gained if, if we would get on that train and mm-hmm. start to figure out how to navigate those waters the way we want to do it, the way right. the, the way we feel comfortable expanding upon it. Right. But if you're going to wait around for everybody else to do it, then, well, the market's already going to be taken up. People aren't going to go. Yeah. You know, well, <laughs> let's go to Mississippi. Let's go get Mississippi marijuana. Yeah. It's like, well, it's already everywhere now. Yeah, you, you can know? just go down the street or where, wherever you live. Yeah, Amazon's going to ship it to you. Yeah, you know, yeah with, with their drones. With their drones. Yeah. Um, well, and, yeah, and, and I agree. Um, you know, we definitely want to, I think we need it done sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. However, I, I, I think my goal as far as with, or I wouldn't say goal, but um, with, with medical you know, even even if we are last, or or, or it's not like something that's going to give us give our state a lot of money back. For me, I just want people who are sick to be able to get treatment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, even if it not a dime goes into into this into taxes, mm-hmm. um, which it will. But even if it it didn't, um, just the ability of people to be able to treat themselves. I mean, that to me is the is humane aspect. The, yeah, the humanity. Just let let people choose what they feel is best for their life and for their health mm-hmm. i mean i don't i don't understand why that was is a controversial position right <laughs> but right. We'll, we'll get there yeah it'll happen uh, on the subject of of controversial topics a lot of people uh have taken a notice to your you putting up the the state flag back up in front of city hall mm-hmm. what was your thought process to that what what brought you to that decision well you know really it was it was and I keep saying it's really as simple as uh, that's our state flag, and I think we should fly it. Um, you know, we are a, a city inside Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um, we receive money from Jackson. We receive money from the federal government. We receive money from the county. Um, so, you know, I'm very proud to be from the United States, very, very proud. And I'm very proud to be from Mississippi. And so for me, it's it's flying the flag of the state that I'm proud of. It's flying the state of flying the flag of the state that we're in and that we're um, you know, we're we're one with Mississippi and like I said, we get money from from Jackson. It, we need to fly the flag. Um, as far as what's the design of the flag, um, the Confederate symbol, you know, I that is that wasn't on my like i was aware of there would there would be some people who were upset i was aware i was very clear um but there was people who were upset that it was down mm-hmm. the only difference is is they weren't as vocal um i had plenty of people ask me uh, wh- how do you feel about the flag are you going to put it up or are you going to leave it down and i say well um you know it is the flag of mississippi so it should be up Simple as that, and then the conversation moved on. Mm. Uh, so, for me, it's 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 just like I said, it's our state flag. And if I was a mayor in California, I would put up the flag of California. Um, do you think more people want it up than they do want it down? I don't know. That's that's well. That's, I, I, I will say, yeah. I think I do. Uh, no, I do think more people 
want it up than down. Um, even even some even some folks who think that it should be changed still want it up because I think changing the flag and flying the flag are two separate issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a lot of people who say, look, even if it came to a vote, I would change to I would vote to change it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that I, I, why don't we though? I mean, uh, why don't we put it to another vote? Yeah. Oh, I think we should. We've done it a couple times, right? I, th- I think I, last, re- I researched it a little bit. 2001 was the last one. Okay. And you and I weren't even old enough to vote right. <laughs> at that time. So uh, I do think that our generation needs to be able to weigh in on this issue because, um, you know, and I've heard some, some folks say, well, are we just going to vote on it every 10 years or so? Well, um, hopefully not. But I think from there's been a. This country has changed a lot from 2001 mm-hmm. to 2017. Oh yeah, we've had you know, uh, I I can't remember what, what what month the vote was taken, but you know, living in post 9/11, um, Katrina's Katrina, right around the corner. Yeah, Katrina's right around the corner. First black president. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, it just just society and you know social media kind of being wrapped up in everyday life. So society has changed so much that I think that there needs to be a new vote. Mm-hmm. Um, whichever way that vote goes, I'm going to fly the flag that comes out of it, whether it's the same thing or if it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, that'll, that will, that would be the state flag of Mississippi and I'm proud to be from Mississippi and I'm going to fly the flag. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, as far as to, to those who do want to take it down, I, you know, I, they, I understand, you know, they say, well, it's offensive and I'm not, I'm not necessarily disputing that perspective mm-hmm. because ultimately the flag is a symbol. Mm-hmm. And I like, so in college I studied uh, religion. I studied political science and religion, the two things you're not supposed to talk about. So, and one thing you learn about in religion is that it, symbolism is very, very, you can't dictate to people how they they relate to a symbol. Mm-hmm. You go and you ask, if, if you were able to pluck out somebody from biblical times, and say, what does the cross mean to you? They're, they're gonna, it's 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 gonna mean a lot different to them to what it means to people today. Because that, I mean, let's face it, the cross it's back, an execution that was execution, right? They didn't look at it like we look at it today. So symbols can change. They can they can um, they could you know it, it, it's all depends on the eye of the beholder, I guess. So, I think it's wrong when people on both sides when people try to say, "Well, no, it's it's your, your perspective is wrong." Um, you know, it's it's it has nothing to do with hate, or whether they say it has everything to do with hate. It's 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 not it's not your decision how somebody perceives something or relates to somebody. You can't, mm-hmm. and that's where it, there's no well, there's basically no right answer when it comes to symbolism. Um, mm-hmm. So I firm I, I I do understand where everyone where both sides are coming from. However, you know the the United States flag flew over internment camps of Japanese Americans. You know, so Japanese Americans can say, "Well, the American flag is oppressive to me." I mean, that flew over the camps of my ancestors who the United States government put in jail because just because they were Japanese. You know, Native Americans. Um, you know, I mean, we don't have to go into everything that the federal government did, the Native Americans, and that was all under the, the United States flag. Mm-hmm. So, you know, every flag, or I guess most flag, I don't know, technically everyone, but you know, there, there's a lot of controversy wrapped up in flags and symbolism. Um, if we vote to change it, we vote to change it. However, if we are in grants that 
our country or our city needs a flag, then it needs to be flown. Mm-hmm. So if you those who who advocate taking it down, that's where I would I would go to them and say, look, okay, do you want to take the American flag down too? I mean, how 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 far does this go? Um, and if you don't want to take the American flag down, okay, well. Do you not care about Japanese Americans and what they had to go through and, and, and the hurt that the American flag rep, you know flew above their their internment camps that they had that their family went into? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I don't, it's almost like it's a selective outrage at times. If you felt that there were more people that wanted it down, if you had like some sort of poll or something like that, and most people, yeah, you, know, you know, we'd rather it down. Do you, would you consider taking it down at that point? Um, you know, I, w- I, w- I would consider, I mean, if, if there was just, if there was a poll that only Ocean Springs residents could get to, and, and I mean, I guess that that would be something to think about. However, I, I honestly don't feel like that would be the case. I, and, and here's the thing is I've had a lot of people who are against me putting it up will say, well, aren't you, you know, you're, look at all these people who are upset with it being down. You know, we're seeing all this on, on the news media. We're seeing all this, these folks flooding Facebook or, or coming to your, your meetings and demanding that it get, that we take it back down. Well, I've had, I would even say I've had more people congratulate me and, and tell me, thank you. I've, I've had people from, um, who aren't even from the coast say that they like they love coming to the coast and they're going to make a conscious effort to come to Ocean Springs specifically and spend money because I put the flag up. Mm-hmm. Now have I mean I guess I'm publicizing it now on the podcast but but I have I'm not I'm not going on Facebook and and bragging about that or and you know most of them aren't going on and and making a huge deal about it and trying to get on 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 the media. Mm-hmm. So I think that what we need to realize is just because you're loud and vocal doesn't mean that you should get your way. I mean, I could go outside with a megaphone and 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 get some people to take some videos of me, but that doesn't mean that I'm right or that that I that I you know what I'm demanding should should happen. So, you know, I, I, if, if I guess if 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 that theoretical poll should happen, um, you know, it'd be something to consider. But I. I I seems like changing it happen. seems like changing it would be the the best of the options how mm-hmm. when when how how do we get that to uh that ball in motion there well um you can you can go about and i'm I'm still not a hundred percent on i've heard arguments that it's a constitutional a mississippi constitutional issue to where the legislature has to vote on it um I, I don't think that the legislation legislature should vote on it. I think that it that it should go straight to the people on the ballot. Um, because I don't think that this is a you know, it's not a policy like um, you know, taxes or, or schools or something like that. This is a flag. This mm-hmm. is a symbol. So that and it represents the people. So I think that that's where it should be the legislature shouldn't vote on it. It should go straight to the people. And, and some people say, well, it is a policy decision because it affects our tax dollars because people may or may not want to come here because of it. Well, yeah, that may be true, but um, people may want to come or not come to our uh, state because of the music or, or uh, you know, the be- whatever the case may be. So you can't say that every little thing that may or may not want attract people to our state is a policy a public policy concern that the legislature should have its hand with if you'd start doing that i mean 
you could argue that literally everything could be up for a vote. So I don't think that's the answer, but, um, but yeah, so basically what you would have to do is, and, um, there's, there's, I mean, there's groups out out there if you want to Google them. Um, but they're, I don't know if there's any active ones. I know there has been, but basically you just, uh, collect a certain amount of signatures. I'm not sure what that number is. And once you hit that mark, it goes on the ballot. Um, and I think what I'm pretty sure what it has to do is is there has to be a certain amount within each congressional district. Like you can't just like load up like a ton of signatures in, in district two and then none come from district three or, or whatever mm-hmm. the case. So it has to be a certain amount, but more specifically, it has to be a certain amount within each, each district, congressional district. And we have four in Mississippi. So, um, you know, it's very doable. But, um, you know, if that if that's what they want to do, then put it to a vote and let's see what happens. Okay. I got two or three more questions okay. for you here. Um, this one's going to be kind of a, a broader one in a sense, and we've kind of dabbled and talked about different aspects of, of uh, this next question. But uh, what are your thoughts for important in- infrastructure principles for Ocean Springs? Generally speaking, what kind of plans do you have for three hot ones would be like maybe like schools, parks, and roadways? Mm-hmm. Um, so we've, we've looked at, um, you know, I, I think our school system is amazing. Um, so I want to do everything we can to, to, you know, support and promote, promote our schools. Um, I think Ocean Springs schools is, uh, you know, I went to Ocean Springs schools and, and, um, I feel like I'm very blessed for it. So I, th- I think our, our schools are, are pretty, you know, every, every school could use some work, but, um, I'm confident in, in, in our schools. Um, but outside of that, you know, there's a certain uh, we're looking at plans to put more uh, biking paths throughout Ocean Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of that in the community. Um, um, for instance, uh, uh, Holcomb, we're looking at putting one down Holcomb, uh, Halstead, um, a couple other. You know, this it's it's we're working out the details, but um, I'm really interested in making sure people can kind of, uh, making our community more. Uh, walkable, more you know, bikeable. Uh, so, any, anything like that, and especially it goes back, goes back to the, the fact that I'm, I'm I'm trying to bring in more young entrepreneurs and technology and all this stuff. And really, that's where kind of a lot of them, you know, people our age, you know, it, it's it's very common in bigger cities to see millennials riding their bicycle to work, you know, with their ties on. Yep. Uh, so stuff like that. Um, making it easier for for the for this this market to get to work and, and to live in our community in a way that that um, I think that our community is really going in the first place because like I said I've, I've had a lot of people asking about the biking pass but it's, but we have a lot of infrastructure um, issues especially because it's been raining it's been raining so much lately it's a lot of like sinkholes and stuff have popped up so we're mm-hmm. working on that and and um, that's what I tell people is just you know hang tight they got uh you know, if, if they see something pop up, call call Public Works, um, and, and we'll get to it. Just be just be patient with us. Um, you know, as far as parks go, we're looking at uh, we we're really interested in getting a dog park in Ocean Springs. Myself and a lot of the aldermen have have talked about it, uh, and we're looking at different options. You know, as far as location goes, uh, so I'd really like to see a dog park. Um, you know, uh, we have great parks in Ocean Springs. So, um, and and. Our, our parks director is is amazing and everybody at, at at within all of our departments but as far as, as parks goes i mean it's they they keep them looking nice mm-hmm. so 
um, I'm, I'm confident with the way our parks go. But, yeah, adding a dog park would definitely be, be go a long way because mm-hmm. I got a lot of that during the campaign. Yeah. Got a dog community in Ocean Springs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I'm, I'm a big dog person myself, so I'll probably go utilize it as well. And really, I mean, uh, Ocean Springs is very uh, pet friendly anyway. There's a lot mm-hmm. of, you know, bars and, and, and such you can go to and, and bring your dog and kind of sit outside on the porch or something like that. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, so the market's there. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, finding the, finding the money to do it, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> which is always the, the trouble. Uh, to kind of wrap things up here, if if you could broadcast, say, like a regular PSA or have a billboard that every Ocean Springs citizen could hear or read on a daily basis, what kind of message or request would you give them if you were trying to better your city through the people directly? Hmm, that's an interesting question. Um, I think that it would be to, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm big on, on transparency. And so, but also what goes into that is, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to inform people about what's going on in the city. And I think the aldermen are committed to that too, mm-hmm. uh, to letting people know, um, you know, what we're voting on and what's going on uh, with the community. And so what I would say is what comes along with a lot of transparency and a lot of information being thrown out with you is to be, to be diplomatic and be respectable of people because whenever you put information out, you know, I want to have more town halls, um, you know, and get really open up dialogue within the community. But what comes along with that is, is being able to just agree to disagree. Um, you know, look at, look at, look at policies and look at the situations. And if you, even if you don't agree with it, just, um, at least give your opponents the benefit of the doubt that they have, the best interest of their constituents or the residents of the community as a whole in, in mind. Um, Cause really I think that that's kind of this toxic, this toxic politics in this, this country has, has we've gotten too much into that to where, you know, people it's like we talked about the other, mm-hmm. you know, people just want to vil- vilify everybody. So um, I, yeah, just, just, you know, work with us. Um, work with with everybody in your community because like because there you know there's a lot of new faces at City Hall. There's a lot of like the leadership has changed. There's a lot of new energy, and not everybody's excited about it. I mean, some people, you know, people who didn't vote for me or or you know may not like something that I did, uh, maybe a little nervous about it. So <clears throat> you know, open up dialogue, um, and just at the very least, give people the benefit of the doubt that they're uh, trying to do the right thing. Um, I think that that's kind of where I I how I approach things in my life. And it just, it's, it's so much, it's, it's, it's so much easier and less stressful going through life, assuming people are, are good rather than out to get you all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes it, it's not always the case, but you know, I think that's a better way to approach situations. All right. Mayor Dobson. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, this was great. Let's let's do it again sometime. Oh yeah. No question. Yeah. I've been, uh, this is my first podcast, so I've been really, yeah. So like I said, I've, I've been interested in possibly starting my own. And so I hope to, yeah, you you start thinking about starting your own and, and you know, your actual podcast listener. So that's really Mm -hmm. cool. I think this is a new format of media. That's definitely changing the dialogue and changing Mm -hmm. the way people think in general. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be kind of cool to have, the mayor of ocean springs running his own podcast let's do it so. maybe you can help me set some stuff oh up. absolutely man <laughs> uh, other people robert d'angelo and 
Melissa Maud and uh, Beth O'Neill, uh, lots of people, they come through and they're doing, they're actually making it happen, you know, yeah. and in a lot of respects, they've helped me kind of grow as well. So it's kind of cool to see a network finally mm-hmm. kind of developing, you know, mm-hmm. so cool. yeah, man, anything you need, let me know. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Appreciate You're everything on. having me on. Yep. All right, folks, we'll catch you back next time. Paul Armentano from Normal is going to be on calling this week. Uh, subscribe to the Coastal Noise podcast on iTunes, YouTube, and other podcast applications. I'm still in process of getting different uploads to different distributors, but I'm sure if you go and check out, uh, it'll be there or will be there in the near future. So I appreciate everybody joining in on the conversation. So we'll see you next time. All right. Good stuff. Absolutely. That was fun. Yeah.